Emperor Shaddam IV. There are guild highliners above us containing many great houses of the Landsrad. Send them back. How dare you speak to me in that... You're speaking! You have some idea of what I could do. Don't try your powers on me. Try looking into that place where you dare not look. You'll find me there staring back at you. You mustn't speak! I remember your Gom Jabbar. Now you'll remember mine. I can kill with a word. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Adventures in Movies where we normally talk about the Indian genre movies you've never heard of, the ones you can't hear enough about, and the ones you never want to hear about again. My name is Nathaniel Muir and I am the movie editor at AIPT. Joining me on these ongoing adventures is the master of the trick. I have no trick up my sleeve today, kids. I am Danny. <laughs> also joining us on these adventures is the provider of the treats. Oh, yeah. Why, yes, yes. Uh, uh, from Loki House Carino, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we got a, a special Halloween treat for everyone. We <laughs> ever. So let's see. So far, we've covered uh, actually, all we've done was like Halloween carnivals this month, huh? True. Yep. Well, we got a really, really good one this week. For all you Halloween fans, I mean, as you're, you're listening to us, it's either the day of or it might even be Halloween. We got a special one. The 2021 release of Dune. We done done it. We done doing it. <laughs> We're doing it. We're doing it right now. <laughs> that was so terrible. <laughs> well, we've been talking about this movie for it seems like since we started the podcast, this this movie is often on come up. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it's like when Blake joined the show, we automatically started talking about Dune. <laughs> go, go figure. Yeah, Frank, uh, Blake brought his Frank Herbert knowledge to the yeah. team. <laughs> yeah. So for those of you who are unfamiliar with Dune, the movie is an adaptation of a 19, and Blake, you'll have to probably correct me on a lot, and I know Danny, you just read this too, so you'll both have to correct me on some of the pronunciations here. Um, it's a 1965 adaptation of, this is just one book, though Dune is a series of books, mm-hmm. about a man named, or a young boy, uh, a, a, a teenager growing into adulthood, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, named Probably Paul. Name, yeah, 18, 19. Something. Yeah, a young man. A young man named Paul from the House Atreides, who have uh, just taken over the planet of Arrakis. Arrakis, yeah. Arrakis, which is the titular Dune. They're taken over from House um, Harkonnen. Harkonnen. Harkonnen, after an 800 year reign, I believe, right? Uh, 80, I believe. But, okay, uh, <laughs> a little off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're off like by 700 years. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Give or take. Yeah, I was going to say, what's well, this a couple hundred here or there? <laughs> in this series, uh, it, might, it might as well be 8,000 years. So, okay. yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, the um, So, they've taken over Dune. Uh, take, by controlling Dune, you have control of Spice, which is the main. Um, I don't want to say it's the main currency, but it's a very, very uh, prominent form of currency, I guess. Well, Not currency, uh, trade. Well, right. So, like, the, like, 
for you to have interstellar travel in this universe, you have to, they have to use these things called navigators that are basically like hardcore psychics. And the only way that they can tap into like their, their main, you know, hard vibe is like they're <laughs> super juiced up on spice. So like there wouldn't be interstellar travel without spice. So uh, I'm glad that you said that. Cause none of that is mentioned in the movie at all. I don't think, uh, um, maybe at the very, very beginning. But... I think at the, yeah. Oh, okay. When they talk about the spacing gills, right. Yes. For yes. I think the one and only time maybe. Yeah. Um, there's also a, and this is no offense to, Earth witches, but there seems to be a coven of space witches called the Ben Bene Gesserit. Yes, yes. Who are working behind. And there's also some glib globs on the planet. Jism, <laughs> I think, that are controlling things behind. So, Blake, and uh, why didn't you tell me that I had to read up on this stuff like Danny did? <laughs> okay, so what the fuck, man? <laughs> okay, so this is how I, I I went. Oh, cool! Dune's coming out. Let me watch the, the David Lynch one again. I I because my dad forced me to watch the David Lynch Dune. Like when I was a kid, I was like, "This is fucking cool" because it's like it has a lot sting of in it. It has sting in it, and it's actually sandworms. like it, it's like filmed local, like lo- quote unquote locally. Uh, it's like in the dunes, like in, in Mexico. So it's like kind of like, and it's like maybe like a four or five hour drive from El Paso. Okay. So my dad's like, oh, hey, like this is like home. And I was like, oh, that's really, really cool. So it, it kind of like stuck with me. So when Dune was announced, I was like, oh shit, I have to read the book now because I don't remember anything. And that movie wasn't the most like, it didn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> well, so it, and this me- one did. Yeah. Well, well, oh yeah, no, it did. It, it did a lot more than what the David Lynch one did. I, I you know yeah. what? We'll, we'll get into that because so, I, I well, totally disagree with that. To my defense, you know, you are a David Lynch fan, and I know you've mm-hmm. seen Dune in the past, right, Pat? Right, but I'll say because Pablo's same thing. He was like, "Oh, it's your Lynch bias." Well, um, so, but you've never read it. I also think you're a fucking giant nerd, and you should have read this. Book yes. By now. Yes. Uh, you know what it is like so Regina and I watched it and we and she's never read it and both of us are like man I've always wanted to read this but I don't know what it is I've just never you know gotten around to it and then uh, well here's a spoiler for after I finished watching Dune I was like well I guess Dune's just not for me wow but um oh spoiler this is a special edition so we're gonna go into everything about this um so please if you haven't seen this movie yet and you don't want to be spoiled and do not listen to our show yet like watch the movie first and then you can listen to our show and you can listen to what we have to say about some of the stuff that happens so you know just spoiler alert for the final time we don't want to ruin that pretty much every single person on the poster dies in the movie <laughs> before you see in the movie so <laughs> spoiler alert um I actually, um, I think Pablo thinks I really, really hated the movie and I didn't, but let's kind of get into it. So I think there's one thing that we seriously can all agree on that um, there is not a movie, gosh, in maybe the last three or four years, at least that looks as good as as this one. No, no, this, this was, I mean, like, I I don't, it sounds like an exaggeration, but it was kind of breathtaking a couple, you know, in a few moments. It was so, so beautifully done. 
Did you both see it in theaters on IMAX? I know Danny. You, I think you said you got IMAX tickets. Or? No, we we I, uh, we got a Thursday showing because I had a show on Friday, so I couldn't gotcha. watch it on. I couldn't see it on uh, on IMAX because it was a, a too late of a showing right. on Thursday. But uh, we I watched it on regular TV, uh, regular TV, regular theater. But man, man, oh man. And uh, Blake, did you see it in the theaters also, or IMAX? Or? Yeah, I uh, went to go see, uh, actually went and tried out the uh, new uh, Alamo Draft House in East El My Paso. Hood. Yes, yes, I was up in Danny's hood. I saw his sneakers hanging from telephone wires. <laughs> oh, but... he's still doing that? <laughs> <laughs> he's the only one. He's, that's yeah. all I know, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's that more valley life in me. Yeah, I can't, get, can't take you out of it. No, um, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, just an Alamo draft test. Yeah. So here's where I'm completely different from you guys. And this is where I lose a lot. I saw it on HBO Max. Ah, I was so, going to ask okay. you that. Yeah, so um, yeah, it's stunning. Beautiful. And you're right, breathtaking. But I totally missed out on the epic quality of it with for sure. <laughs> like Without a doubt, this needs to be seen on a big screen kind of like the director said it needs to be seen on a big screen yeah he's not wrong and like because i think in particular some of the like the space shots Mm -hmm. um which i'm sure we'll get into some of this stuff more in depth later but like those were so like captivating because it was like they were like illustrations out of one of those really great old space books you know what i'm talking about it was just yeah Yeah. anyway anyway i might so i'm sorry like my dad watched it at home too So I should have my dad in, on this on this. Yeah, before. get him on. Go get him. <laughs> um, and the thing he had it with a surround sound, and he has a pretty big TV. And it, I, he said it was a really gorgeous movie. I, so I oh yeah. I like I, mean, I don't like. I think how was your? I guess is it? Did you have the surround sound, or was it like the? Um, I just have I just have a sound bar in the front. But, uh, the um, I mean, this movie's gorgeous, even if you watch it on like an iPad. <laughs> like it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. now, of course seeing it in IMAX is the way you you need to see this movie but I mean it's beautiful no matter what um I know with uh I guess it's Denis because he's French Canadian right Denis mm-hmm. Villeneuve um I know with Blade Runner 2049 um they did like uh an art book for it and I think mm-hmm. they did one for this one also oh cool <laughs> I'm sure it's just amazing yeah. to look at um no matter how big of a screen you watch it on that doesn't change the story however it does look amazing. I, I always forget that Dune, I don't know what it is. I guess living in the desert, I uh, kind of take it take uh, take it for granted. But I always forget that it's it's a sci-fi story. It's a straight up sci-fi story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And some of these shots are just amazing. Like they, they kind of <laughs> put you back in your seat. Um, it's not just like the space scenes. It's not just the, the sh- like the armor. The, the oh, still suits, yeah. <laughs> the thopters, as they uh, constantly call them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, I guess they, they, they couldn't call them space choppers or space helicopters. <laughs> dragonfly <laughs> airplane. Yeah, yeah, the dragonfly. Which those were amazing. Those were super, super cool. cool. Yeah. I love the look of this movie. Like, <laughs> no complaints at all about that. There, here's, so there's the characters. There's this is my first complaint about the movie. And I'm going to say this right off the bat, and Blake and Danny, you can you can probably say, uh, answer this for me, but I'm assuming that the book has way more nuance than the movie could possibly get because there's zero in the movie. Um, uh, yeah, no, there is. There's yeah. more nuance. Oh, well, I mean, you, I mean, you're given a really, really, I think, in depth look into who Paul is and what his motivations are. 
um and his mom jessica like yeah which end up being you know kind of your two main characters well then i i, I that's well, i guess my first question would be where where did you get because i don't i didn't i thought paul was your typical so star wars obviously borrowed a lot from dune obviously yeah, yeah. um i thought paul was your typical you know white savior and i love white savior space science fiction stories as much as the next person i thought he was i thought he was just your typical dude um lady jessica like i there was only wasn't much to her to be honest that i got out of this movie here's where and i bow my head to the altar of lynch's deep as the next person but dune sucks his version of dune sucks (laughs) but if i remember correctly he has lots of inner monologues in that movie yeah yeah. yeah that yeah. gave me some insight into the characters this one i have no idea what the i mean is his mom like using him because i'm kind of getting that vibe uh, I, yes and no so yes the, yeah <laughs> yeah so here's the thing like this is a really intricate story um as far as the characters are and so i totally understand and because like i can't i really can't view this movie the same way you did because like I've read this book three times, you know, I, I did listen to the audiobook, you know, so it's like, I know very well what's happening. Yeah. Did it translate across this, across the screen? Probably like it, like they were hoping it would. Nah, you're right. It didn't because like, while I, I really liked Timothy Chamelet's portrayal of Paul, cause he's really not, he's, he's dark and he's brooding, and he, but he's not really a whiner, which is really oh. what I was worried about. Right. Cause oh. like, I didn't want that because, like, I think in the book he kind of comes across as a whiner a little. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, there's okay. A, so I thought, I thought okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. there's an aspect of this that I'm like kind of glad that they didn't go with because I, I, I think especially there at the beginning, while he's like trying to find himself and what he is and who he is and where he is, uh, you know, in the station of the, of you know, the House of Trades, um, you don't get a lot of that. So you're kind of just given like, oh, he's got these confusing dreams. The Bene Gesserit isn't explained at all, which is a problem. Um, but I think they really, I mean, they were just really setting up the universe for you in this. And so they spent more time doing that than giving you the, the deep characters that you probably should have gotten. Yeah. So I, I, I feel like um, in the book, yes, Paul is a lot more whinier. <laughs> like I thought it was, a like I, I didn't think I, I was going crazy. And thank you for like, a, like agreeing with that like idea like yeah. even though we never really talked about the book but uh because i i remember uh, after we saw it we saw it, i saw it with uh with celia and to our friends carlos and myra myra was the, the only other person that has read this book and i was explaining like yeah paul's a little bit of a whiny and it's kind of like kind of weird that he's not that whiny he's more broody but fine that's fine to your to to like ask what like what lady jessica's point is there is more like there's a lot more inner dialogues and stuff that is heavily explained and the movie kind of gives you two snippets of what the book gives you i I feel like there was some really good translations and some of them all you know some of this was kind of like word for word with exception except with exception of like inner monologues you know like david lynch like went hard with that but and then yeah he went too deep into it (laughs) yeah that's what kind of ruins so i i i really do think like you man because the book is like so like deep in lore which is really really cool and you know like we like our video games to be lorry like full of lore and we've we've talked about this stuff but i i feel like we were there is like no we're never gonna have that happy medium (laughs) 
Does that make sense for any kind of adaptation? Well, I mean, I I've heard, and I, this is why this movie is you know failed so often in adaptations. Um, that Dune is the is the book that can't be made into the into a movie, and that's what I got out of what because I've seen two versions of it now, and then I've seen a little bit of the sci-fi one, mm-hmm. and it seems to me like I'm sure that the book is really really good like i like the premise like what i'm getting out of it it seems really interesting the world building you can tell they're trying to build a world there like a really deep world but like um obviously there's a lot of political intrigue in this yeah none of that got over to to me like none of it worked it was just yeah and there are full chapters and chapters upon chapters basically just dealing with like the empire who the harkonnens are why they're doing what they're doing why they're known as savages etc etc it's it's funny because like i think the beginning of the the novel and i guess we don't want to go back to the novel too much but yeah like the the beginning of that the book it takes a long time before it really kind of gets going and you go oh okay i kind of see the greater picture here and this movie suffers from that because they're literally just giving you the very beginning of the book and they're taking a really long time to do it but they're not doing it in the same fashion you know yeah. they're they're yeah. they're more or less giving you um i think they, they tried to build up the you know the father-son relationship and then the, there, there was like really cool extended scenes of duncan idaho doing cool shit but like we didn't really need that yeah yeah well, <laughs> what did you guys think of uh, i'm sorry what did you guys think of beardless momoa oh, oh man. that was weird nice double chin bro that's why we grow beards <laughs> he looks so he lost so much of the intimidation factor. Yeah. I was so disappointed. Love the name. Love the character. Duncan Idaho is great. Which is kind of one of my other complaints about the movie. Um, You have Duncan Idaho. You have Lito uh, Atreides. Atreides, Um, Gurney Halleck. Gurney Halleck. All these awesome names. And then you have your hero, Paul. (laughs) And And his mom, Jessica. Jessica. (laughs) (laughs) They have other names that are much cooler. We just haven't got there yet. Okay, yeah. I, I, then that I can't wait for. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 that, 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 seriously, it wasn't a game changer for me. When I did. <laughs> um, I'm, like, and I, I do want to say, it's hard. I'm saying all these bad things. I didn't dislike the movie, but I found it to be very boring. Um, wow. Okay. okay. Cool. Like none of it, and the reason is because, like, I know what they were. I, I mean, I think I know what they were trying to do. Like, they're trying to condense this really heavy book into this I guess what's going to be essentially like a six-hour movie and there's just so much in the book that they can't get it into the into the movie and I think I, I think why the director wants you to see it on the biggest screen possible is because the only way you can truly enjoy this movie is to just to look at it I mean there's long periods of silence in it which is fine um, and then you know there'll be like a little bit of dialogue unless someone is just exposition dumping exactly what it is that they're doing like when uh, the doctor betrays the 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 atreides family yeah yeah and I, that might be how the book is i don't know yeah it is exactly how the book is but there is i felt like in that scene oh man i really want to get away from the book but it, it it's <laughs> like it i i thought it was way it gives you a lot of clues of what's happened and then when you get to this point that how is he that that is a word for word thing that is in the book and it, i thought it just it was executed Really, really cool. Like the how he was, um, Yui, 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 yeah, Yui. Uh, how he's he feels like he's rushed. I feel it was the same conversation, and I thought it was really well delivered 
by the actor um i wish i really knew who he oh i thought they did a lot of cool shit with like i well and so this is probably one of the things i liked about it and maybe you're not digging on it pat was i thought that they did a really good job of like setting up uh like breadcrumbs and Mm -hmm. then i mean the payoffs came on later and then there was definitely stuff that they they wanted you to really question and they they actually instead of instead of giving you answers like for the things that you're seeing right then they're giving you questions about things in the future. So I, I don't think, I think how, I think that can, well, I think that could be frustrating, I guess. I, I don't know if that's how you feel, but I could see why you would, but I actually thought that was like a really cool thing that they did as a, as a story device where instead of spending time on like, like, like the inner monologues and stuff that they were giving you lots of like little snippets into the future and, yeah. and visions and stuff. And maybe that was overdone. I don't know. I didn't think so, but I could see how you, you might think it was. Well, I thought that it was, um, I don't mind the silence in it if there's good characters to it. And the the only relation, though there's two relationships that got over really well, like uh, the father and the son. Um, There's like a deep level, except the only thing is with uh, the Duke, like I really couldn't get a grasp of his character. Like he seemed like a good enough guy, but he also seemed like- manicured his beard you knew that much. he had a nice yeah. beard he seemed like a good father but he also he seemed kind of driven any kind like, he also seemed driven by like power and money yeah so it's yeah. kind of like i yeah, know there's nothing wrong with that per se but i mean that's kind of the same thing that the uh harkonnens or are also driven by so it was kind of weird to me now duncan idaho and paul they have a really good relationship i thought yeah. i don't think we get enough of it but what you get I, maybe you don't need a lot of it but i i got the point that you know paul really admires duncan mm. idaho and I mean, how could he not he's pretty badass yeah jason momoa he probably showed up on set and skateboard <laughs> yeah right. i guess i don't i, I like that that's like spared him from the story yeah. <laughs> the, everywhere i really don't get like they're leaving bread honestly when it was over so dune part two is coming out in 2023 when it was over my question i wasn't like oh he's he's found the fremen and uh, he's gonna you know he's found shawnee or whatever like the woman he's been dreaming about this whole time and now things are really gonna get interesting my whole thing was like what are they gonna do now no <laughs> it was like well what are they gonna do with him like they wasted like these really good actors is what i got I, well they're all dead anyway so it doesn't matter but i was like what are they gonna do with uh, timothy shamali now like i <laughs> i don't know where well, he's see, going see, that's that's the probably the biggest problem with the way they've set this whole movie series up is they, they probably spent 30 minutes too long at the beginning of this movie instead of giving you more of when he gets with the Fremen because mm-hmm. I, I would even say they cut it off. I mean, the entire rest of the story takes place with these people. So like like when I say the beginning of the, we saw the beginning, we saw the first third of the, the novel is yeah. what we saw in a two and a half hour long movie. That seems like, yeah, you've been robbed of like, oh, okay, so... Like there's all this religious shit. The fucking Bene Gesserit shit gets way more hardcore. The fucking pregnancy is humongous. Yeah. It's such a huge part of the story that, and they just barely touch on it. So, I, I mean, mean and it's, it's kind of cool. And there's obviously, it seems like there's going to be a jihad in his name. So, oh, like, dude, so yes. shit's going to go down. Like you can yeah. kind of see, kind of, you can see where it's going, but it's just, I don't know. It just doesn't interest me. Like they didn't do wow, enough see, that what sucks. they had, man. Because it's like the 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 next part is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll watch it, but and, like, and, and you know what, Pat? Like, I don't, and I don't blame you because it took me a while. Like, 
the I, I know we were trying to get away from the book, but like even in the book, it, it's a fucking iceberg of a fucking like thing. Well, I, I read the Wheel of Time. That's that's not a problem to me. Like the wheel, <laughs> like the Wheel of Time took me like my whole adult life, and it starts off very very slow, and it takes a while to get where, it, and then each book starts off very slow, so it takes a while. I'm cool with that. I'm completely cool with that. I just finished watching over the course of the past ten years of my life. I just watched the Infinity Saga. Like I've seen builds, I've seen gradual builds. <laughs> yeah, 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 and yeah. I've seen them take a long time. Here's how I compare it. It's not an exact comparison, but if you compare this movie to Civil War, like Civil War, uh, you get up to the to the airport scene, right? Mm-hmm. The battle between the Avengers, and it's fucking nuts. Spider Man shows up for the first time. You're cheering in the audience. You're everything's going crazy. It's like one of the seminal moments in the entire franchise. And then there's still 30 minutes of movie left, right? But it's awesome. You're in, you're like, okay, now they're going to go to Siberia and they're going to, they're going to um, track down, um, what's his name? Zemo, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're going to go and get him and you're still into it. This one, uh, the, uh, what are the guys called? The Z- Zarukins or whatever? The, the Harakin? Harakins? No, no, no. There's the other. Sardukar? Sardukar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those dudes. There's that huge battle where they, they get the shield down. Uh, everyone's dying left and right. It's a huge battle. It's a pretty cool battle. And then it ends and there's still like another hour left in the movie. I've been through that before, kind of, but I had no, it just kind of, it was, if you were to it chart fizzled. it. It fizzled for you. I feel. It just, yeah. It was a flat line. It went straight up okay, and then yeah. it came straight down. Whereas okay. there's a gradual build in Civil War and then it kind of went down a little bit. And then, you know, you mm-hmm. get to the final fight between Iron Man, Bucky and Captain America, which lifts you right back up. And then it gradually ends and gradually brings you down. This was just wild ups and downs. And- no, I get it. I get it. And like, I, the funny thing is, is like, I'm almost like, yeah, no, it translates the the kind of the tone and pace of the book perfectly <laughs> because like, it's a short book that feels long. And mm-hmm. like, there is kind of like this, like, I don't want to say it fizzles ever, but there's definitely a part towards the beginning where you're like, like, where the fuck is this going? And I feel like that's where you are. Like you, they, they left you right at that part of the book where you're like, what the fuck is even happening here? And that's that, that that's a that's an unpleasant viewing experience. I can see that. It's uh, so. My question is, and I, I will get away from the book right now. Uh, yeah. But uh, I really, really do. I do want to read this book because I think I don't think this movie does the book justice. Is what I'm getting at. So, um, my question is, do you think the director he said a scene on the biggest screen possible because he knew that he made a shit movie. Oh, no. No. You <laughs> think that he's a fan. He said this is his passion oh. project. Do you think he feels, I mean, do you think this I, is a faithful, is this as best as you can get for Dune? I know it's the it, best that there has been, but it's is, the best. No, well, is it the best that you can get? No, I guess not. But I, I'm like on the other side of the spectrum. Like I really, really liked it and enjoyed mm-hmm. it. It was a feast for the eyes. And like, I walked out of that going, yeah no man that was fucking dune you know like yeah that was some dune ass dune and so that's really all i wanted you know like the the look of the thing to feel like dune i wanted i wanted the the, the way they spoke to feel like the you know like to to feel like just the universe that i know and i thought it was really successful in that i'm just like i i don't know what to say to to like what is it boring could it have been boring to you yeah i totally fucking for sure um and like I said, I have such a biased opinion on it because I feel like I've I've like been waiting for to see some of this shit for like literally my whole life. So 
like because like yeah david lynch's is it was you know it's interesting it's cool to see you know it's uh i was telling pablo this and i i think the david lynch i I think the david version is awful yeah i i do think he shows a lot more creativity just with the sandworms alone like i don't know if you remember when the sandworms are coming like the sky is pinkish orange the lightning's not coming down from the sky it's coming up from the ground it's pretty in this it's kind of just like a really awesome impressive expensive version of tremors (laughs) (laughs) totally so i did i did think that the like the way the sand like turned to liquid and like reverberated like with a pulse as they Mm -hmm. got i thought that was really cool yeah um i i thought i mean yeah i mean it's just it's just you know i I did i thought it was cool because i i thought what they did was i thought they held the sandworms in like kind of like a reverence in this where it was Mm -hmm. like you did kind of get that they were like this more than more than what they just this physical manifestation of like this giant creature like yeah. there's more to them and i thought that i thought they did a good job translating that is there more sand walking in the book because they didn't sand walk on i love that little dance <laughs> that they did yeah. i was a little disappointed that there was only like three or four scenes of it i've done that walk walk and leave in a bar at like 3 a.m like numerous times <laughs> <laughs> i don't blame you it's pretty <laughs> awesome <laughs> okay so we'll, we'll get away from the book so as a movie do you think it's too confusing? I mean, there's a lot going on for. Ah, yeah, it's Dune. It's going to be confusing. Yeah, I don't, I don't I know think... if it's too confusing, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, and and I, I I I do think like the movie the there's a lot of characters and there's a lot of moving going along. Oh, it speaks um, its own language. I mean, exactly, it's... and so I, I feel like this could have easily also been a TV show, where you are easily as confused. And it would yeah. still be, and this could still be at an ice iceberg pace, like you know, like glacier move, like just slow. And I would still enjoy it. Like, well, you know, to, to, you're, you're you're saying a TV show wouldn't work. We can we can watch the sci-fi one. No, I, and I have, and I have, and I and I have, and I, I, that's the thing. Like, I I feel like the reading the book now kind of like revived my what i've been wanting to see like how uh the Hark- harkonnen like the baron harkonnen is so disgusting and it it, it was equally as disgusting as like i wouldn't yeah. have expected yeah. to be disgusted by this fucking creature like it's so great like it, it's I, well, I'd argue he's more disgusting in the Lynch one when you can see the wires that are making oh. him fly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was pretty yeah. disgusted by that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, the thing is, is like I, I feel like that we have three versions of this, right? We have the, the pure, we have Lynch, and now we have uh, th- th- this movie where I feel like there is a lot of like mixed mixed reviews on, on, with amongst us normal folks because that's pretty it's getting pretty good reviews but um i have seen loving. the review yeah, I, i've seen I a lot of, it's like I at 87 percent rotten tomatoes something like that I, see i haven't i haven't heard like you're like eight like 50 percent of the people that i've heard so far of like not liking the movie like so the, there's a lot of people like i also know that didn't enjoy it yeah. uh because it's not it's david not david didn't like it huh david didn't david like didn't it. like it my parents didn't like it my mom fell asleep so I mean, and they're watching it at a normal time where there's like no, you know, if they're like, you know, like not saying like Pat, you just like you explained, you know, all of Civil War. Not saying that you're 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 more into action movies or anything like that, but sometimes people are expecting this spectacle and what the again what people see on trailers or whatever. No, it delivers it, on the spectacle. It, it absolutely uh, does. I'm know. sorry, action action spectacle a- action like just 
Um, well, you know, I wasn't expecting an action spectacle. I was expecting it to look really cool and have a really cool world. And I got half of that. I, I didn't get the cool world part of it. Like they didn't yeah. do that part. I, I can compare it to something else too. That same day that I saw Dune, I saw another two and a half hour movie that day. I didn't have to fight to stay awake to see the <laughs> other one. The day after I watched Dune, I saw The Many Saints of Newark, uh, which, is oh, okay. a, which is a Sopranos prequel. Watching that movie, even though it had references to like, you know, Big Pussy and Sill and all those mm-hmm. dudes, if I had never seen The Sopranos, I still would have loved The Many Saints of Newark. Like this one, I feel like I was left out on a lot of stuff. But I mean, again, I don't want to go back to the book. Um, performances. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think of the performances? Because there's a lot of great actors in this. Yes. I loved a lot. I really do like how they were represented, how they represented the characters really well. From Shyamalan's like brooding to to just like how like stoic uh, Oscar Isaac is like as uh, Leto. Leto. I, it just all came out really well like, again like the the one that i really enjoyed a lot was the the baron uh because it just sounded so <laughs> gross like <laughs> i think he might have he's might be one of my favorite characters so i was really like thrilled to, to hear him and just like float around really really cool. <laughs> hey those scar those scars guards they know how to be disgusted they do yeah, they really fucking do he was in marvel movies too <laughs> Yeah, or some scars guard was on. There's like they're they're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Blake? What do you think? I will say this about performances. And this is there's this there's a lot of funny lines in it. Like they and I don't know, maybe this is they keep saying desert power with reverence, and it just sounded yeah. really funny to me. <laughs> desert but, power. Yeah, desert power. But the funniest part to me was when um Paul and Jessica are alone in the desert and they're putting on the still suits. Yeah. And then uh, Paul just goes, you good? And I was really <laughs> expecting Jessica to be like, yeah, my suit's on fleek. <laughs> it's like so poorly delivered from such a good actor. You should have done it in the sign language. That would have been, yeah. <laughs> been really awesome. I, you know, that I thought was really cool. Actually, I didn't like that. Yeah, no, I, I really like the, I mean, I like the performances. I didn't know what to expect from at all. Shyamalan. I actually, I think he's a great actor. Yeah. Um, and uh i thought he was really good in this i mean oscar isaac kind of i kind of knew what i was going to get from him because he kind of does the same shit and everything he's kind of like george clooney in a way but uh uh, i like him i like him he did a good job um lady jessica she was great i i you know she she had one of those face like she was one of those face actors you know like she could make her face do all sorts of shit yeah Yeah. and that was she was good i you know yeah i liked i liked the performances uh overall i thought it was they were consistent you know um yes. for mm-hmm. sure and uh and that's that's what uh, i can appreciate the most probably is uh, all the performances stayed really consistent and uh you know when zendaya finally did get on screen she was okay <laughs> which was actually on screen not just a, a vision every and that's what i like that that is my big complaint like zendaya i feel like um She's a good actress. I, I just feel like she's the same actress in everything, kind of like how like Blake feels about Oscar Isaac. And it's just like, yeah, she's like like a kid. Like she's like, this is me acting. Hello, how are you? It was, I think, the the least impressive one. It, as many lines as she got or whatever. And how many teenage girls do you think hate Zendaya? Because she's been with Tom Holland and Timothy Chalamet. Oh, oh man, yeah, she's getting darts thrown at her. Face. I was gonna say how many. I was just about to say how many dartboards did she? <laughs> <laughs> 
the um I also liked uh Batista was just Batista. He was just shouty Batista. Yeah, very, good. very good. Very, very good. good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I liked it. I um, you know what the one of the other thing I'll say is like the weird like um like when you saw the Sardukar like getting ready for battle, they were like at that weird prayer. And like yeah. all that, like all that kind of like superfluous weird shit was like super excellent to me. <laughs> you know what's yes! funny? So here's <laughs> here's something that I've as I've gotten older, I found that I need to do every once in a while. Um, Lady Jessica, yeah, really good acting, but very hard to understand. So I had to turn on the subtitles. Oh sure. And during that part, which is pretty cool when they're doing their singing and chanting and stuff like that, it said uh, raspily singing through throat. <laughs> oh, it sounds like the it sounds like the the, the Stan's dad's uh, buddy from who's like talks with a voice box. <laughs> oh, you know, I, I I have to admit, I I, I did like the fight. What did you guys think of the fight scenes? I thought they were really cool. oh, they were Ooh, cool. Yeah. They were super cool. Really good. Yeah. Super good. It was kind of different to see because it seems like a lot of the movies we've seen lately, the fight scenes have been really like kind of grounded and like smacking. Yeah. These were a little more well choreographed. Really awesome. Uh, they were all actiony, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. I have to admit, I didn't quite understand how the shields worked. Yeah. Uh, like it seemed like uh, I, I know blue and red. I know blue is good, red is bad. But like they would just touch it with their hand, and it would turn red. Like so. Is that- here's the thing. Yeah, they did a poor job of explaining mm-hmm. that, and it bummed me out because those things, like, um, and I think Gurney Halleck just says it briefly, but it, they'll stop a really fast impact. If you're swinging real hard, you'll whack it and it'll just bounce off but if i just walked up to you and slowly stuck that knife through the shield it would go right through mm-hmm. as long as you're moving slowly they're like the way you're taught to fight uh, the atreides it's like this really quick movements with really slow attacks it didn't really translate super well because it looked like oh they're just slashing and then oh he goes for the neck and it kills the guy it didn't really translate the way i wish it had that's for sure it was and this goes back to the subtitles like when um when when the duke dies uh when he gets shot from behind with the dart yeah um the dart is there and it's blocked by and i'm like oh he has a shield he's cool and then it's there and you could tell it's moving forward yeah and it's really slowly yeah really slowly but i didn't i was like oh it's going really slow like why would that make a difference and then the subtitle said shield cracking and i was like why would the shield crack like it yeah i was totally confused by all that yeah no they that that yeah, that they did a poor job of explaining that. And that's it's a bummer because that's like one of my favorite parts of like the sci-fi lore. I loved it. I thought it was really cool. Even when uh the Baron when um that was super cool. Like he's when when the Duke kind of calls him in and the Baron's like, okay, I'll get closer, but I'm gonna yeah. activate this shield for <laughs> yeah. Him. yeah. I thought that was really cool. Um uh like i'm saying like the movie has a lot of faults but you can see that there is and it's not very far beneath the surface there is a very very good movie in there like a very good movie it just didn't come across very well i think this is just me i think it's very much a case of style over substance sure i could see that i could see that too so um we're definitely getting a part two and i think he said that it's just going to be two parts but i think they've also talked about an ongoing series would you like to see an ongoing now i don't think he would do it because he does these big spectacles which for the most part are amazing yeah um like arrival is really cool the, his blade runner his take on blade runner is amazing uh, but would you want to see an ongoing dune series yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm a, such a degenerate for dune like i i totally would take any any more dune i could get 
I, I would really like to see how the Children of Dune is tackled. I want to see God Emperor. I got want to see the giant worm Leto, Emperor Leto the worm. That's what I want to see. Aside from the um, spoiler, like yeah. <laughs> aside from the uh, amazing sci-fi shots, like what did you think of the direction? I, I noticed, and this isn't a good or bad thing. There was lots of shots of like a person from a distance, just like kind of standing alone in the shadows, yeah. to, to to where it kind of got silly because they just kept doing it uh, over again. So I will agree that that's probably my biggest complaint was, and getting back to your style over substance thing is like I felt like. Well, while there was action happening and stuff, the direction was really great. The long instances of, yeah, just really crazy imagery, which gets back to that, like, hey, watch it on the biggest screen possible thing, is because, yeah, he spent way too much time just setting up these gorgeous shots. But, like, yeah, it gets a little, you know, like, all right, man, fucking, yeah, for sure. Like, beautiful, shadowy, <laughs> shadowy, looks, looks dry out there. You know what it made me think of? Uh, another movie that's coming up that I, I want to see. It made me think of Eternals. Every time I see that commercial, it's like, man, how many times did they set these 10 actors in a perfect <laughs> triangle? Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> in a perfect triangle. <laughs> like, <laughs> there has to be at least like 27 shots of that. Like, uh, <laughs> it's all marching band, actually. <laughs> I know. That's, that's the twist. That's going yeah. to come. To, that's in the end credits. Exactly. It's the Bayside marching band. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, we're definitely getting a sequel. We just talked about it. What? Not not story beats, but what improvements would you like to see in this thing? Or are you would you like him just to go exactly like he did in this one? I, I hate to say it, but I I think we need a little bit of an info dump. Like we got one at the beginning of this, but not enough. And so I think hopefully they don't do a whole lot of like while you were away. <laughs> the, the classic. Yeah. <laughs> on the last episode of yeah, you yes, yes. but um i i would like a little bit more of well just to kind of curtail and cure some of the confusion um that i think a lot of audience members must be suffering from i think that might actually happen because there's still a lot of things that were kind of left out oh fuck so i like feel I said, like we're, we're gonna get like yeah so i feel like it's gonna be like oh here's like uh Here's everything that was happening behind the scenes while all of this was happening. And yeah. I feel like, I know we're trying to get away from the book, but I, because the book does that, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, books, like books have that luxury. That's... Yeah, they do. And I mean, I mean, this movie could, because it's broken down into parts, it's like, here, this is everything that what happened. And now we're going to fast forward you to the well, last. And, yeah. And like, I think we need a little bit more of the, like, one of the cool things in the book is they give you these little, um, at the beginning of the chapters, they give you these little um, like blurbs from the gospel mm. of like Moadib, basically. Yeah. Had they been giving that to you in any way, shape, or form, you'd be thinking like, oh, fuck, like there's some epic shit still about to happen. Yeah. But they don't do any of that. So like you get like this, oh, yeah, no, he he he, he wears the suit like he's worn it before. Mm. Like, But they don't do any of that other cool lore building. And so yeah. there needs to be a whole lot more of that lore building. So you do understand why he is important. And what is about to happen? So I, um, I, I got, I, I got a collection of comments that I, I want you guys to. And this, since we've talked so much about the book, it kind of goes back to the book. So this is someone who enjoyed the movie as an action movie, but we're very disappointed about the adaptation of it. Um, and I'll, I'll just kind of read off some lines, and you guys tell me agree, disagree, or whatever. So this is like a whatever thing to me. He says that the, that the screenplay starts off by omitting the commentary by Princess uh, Arulin. Arulin. She's the official biographer of Paul. Mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm. um, but then he really gets into the stuff that he did not like. 
Baron uh, Harkonnen in the novel is portrayed as a homosexual, is addicted to snuff sex, has a macabre and poetic sense of humor, pedophile and is suffering. Too. Huh? Pedophile too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all, all the all the, he checks off all the boxes. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, he's suffering from an incurable disease that makes him obese and covered with running sores. They just transform him to a Marvel villain. No, I don't agree I, with that. I, I well, I mean, he was really gross, but. I mean, they couldn't have trend. They couldn't have given you. You can't show him like raping and murdering young boys. I mean, you just can't. So, uh, yeah, there's some addicted to snuff sex. Yeah, and the, yeah. you don't really get the sense of humor, but I mean, you do get the sense of character. He's he's actually the best developed character, I thought. But it's really straightforward. It is one dimensional, but it doesn't need to be anything. He's an evil, disgusting guy. I don't want to see him, but in a good way. Like he's just right. awful. Like yeah. I think they did a good job with him. Um, I, I guess, yeah, you can make the argument that he's one-dimensional. I don't know what it, they mean by Marvel villain. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. But diversity in the novel: there's mutated humans, there's bizarre schools of human development, there's the profound de- deconstruction of religions, which you two have discussed. Uh, so they can use to, it's used to manipulate people. Completely omitted in the movie. Uh, I don't think it's completely omitted in the movie. It's talked about. It's touched. Upon. Yeah, it's definitely touched upon. I mean, he, uh, Leto definitely, you know, says that you know that she's been working with her own, you know, with her own agenda with the Bene Gesserit. So I mean, mm-hmm. it's not completely. I mean, do they do a good enough job of explaining it? No, but they touch on it. And uh, let's see. This he also says that the filmmakers didn't reinterpret the core, or no, they reinterpreted the core concept of the Ben Jesuit as. Uh, let's see. I think this is worded wrong. The Kizatz Hatterik is someone who can transcend space and time. Kizatz Hatterik. Yep. So, well, he's like, uh, man, that's just so like deep in the so, weeds of that shit. Like, <laughs> okay, then he's, okay, he's, it, it, he's like fulfilling two prophecies. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's what's happening. Okay, okay, so yeah, because it says here that uh, in the novel he can access both male and female genetic memories, and he can destroy women uh, by going to their psyche. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, and then he says, uh, searching to appeal to audiences, they ruin the novel, but it is a great action film. Nah, I mean, that was good, <laughs> way overboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm just like, none of that means anything to me whatsoever, except for the part where he says transformed into a Marvel villain, or it's like, uh, he's one dimensional, kind of like a villain should be one dimensional, like in a good way. Yeah. But uh, I, I thought it came across fine. I, I yeah. The other stuff, I obviously, I wouldn't know about. But All right. So, Dune, I'll start with uh, you, Danny. Uh, what do we normally say? Oh, see or no see, Dune? I came out right away to tell people go see this movie i think it's the first time that i i would also say read the book after you watch the movie because i I think it's i think it's pretty faithful to what we get you know like as i mentioned i don't think there will ever be like a faithful adaptation to anything but yeah i do think this is a good movie and i I really do think you should watch it i'm also very jealous of how pat watched it because subtitles are a a must i think it's amazing and a Blake huge Dune fan. Um, see or no see. Dune 2021. Dune 2021. Yeah. Go see it. Um, unlike Danny, I would say definitely read this fucking book before you go see it. I think, yeah. I, I mean, I think it would just add to your enjoyment too yeah. of it. I mean, like for all the things that Patrick's complaining about, and rightfully so, like, you know, you, you don't, I, I don't feel the same way just because I know it so well. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think it's really beautiful. I think it's, it's well acted. I think it's a, it's, it's a real cool cinema experience. So if you've been wanting to go see a movie in the theaters or IMAX, definitely go check it out. 
yeah, I, I would say do not bother seeing this on anything but an IMAX screen because <laughs> you will not see anything more visually. We might not see anything like this until the next Doom. <laughs> it's pretty damn amazing what, what he did with this. Um, obviously, if you're a fan, I don't have to tell you, you need to see it because you've probably already seen it multiple times. Um, if you're not a fan of Dune, if you know nothing about Dune and you're not going to see it on IMAX, then I would say completely pass it. Every weekend, you can catch us here. Uh, we're a part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcast Network. Uh, they have a bunch of horror-themed podcasts. Uh, they don't talk about cool stuff uh, like Dune like we do, but they, they hold their own. Um, we have an open review policy, so feel free to drop us a word. And while you're doing that, uh, follow us on Instagram. It's brand new. Follow us. We, we put out like for suggestions and stuff. You can also find Nathaniel or Pat, as I like to call him over on instagram at nathan portes you can find me danny on twitter and instagram at default underscore player you can also find me this weekend in albuquerque for comic uh, new mexico comic expo along with the mighty ducks and the soundlet people uh and you can find uh our duncan idaho uh, oh Blake, on twitter at four eyed horror oh well i will dive valiantly um next week well i'm gonna take a little break so we got some special guests and he's a hunk of hunk of burning love. Please do that. <laughs> you can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify. Amazon Music has podcasts, including ours. You can find us there. Or you could just go to Morbidly Beautiful. Wherever you listen to us, make sure to give us a rating or just tell a friend to listen. And that's our cue. We will talk to you next week. So spice is cooking, right? Oh, I do.